Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Devotions. That's where every day you and I, we get together, we have a little bit of coffee, we get into God's Word, and we go and love the Lord together. Isn't that good? That, like we're not just doing this to check something off, but we actually want to grow mm-hmm. in our love for the Lord. Yep. Yeah. In uh, this year, 2022, Lord willing, we'll make it from the book of Acts through Second uh, Thessalonians. So, why don't we have some coffee? We'll pray, and let's get into God's Word. Sound good? Both of us are knocking over the uh, uh, the mics here this morning. All right, so it's a short passage, uh, Colossians chapter 3, beginning at verse 18. You know what we didn't do? What didn't we do? We didn't pray. Oh, we didn't pray. You think it's pretty important to pray before we read? Yep. Yeah, we need the Spirit. God, we thank you so much for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your word. Thank you for being a God who is so incredibly gracious to us. You instruct us and you love us. Please, Lord, teach us to follow in your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we're at Colossians chapter 3. You got the big old print Bible. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Colossians. It's in the, the checkbox right now. Yep, there you go. Colossians chapter 3, and we'll begin at verse 18, and we'll go through chapter 4, verse 1. Uh, Nathan, why don't you read... 18 through 21, and I'll read 22 through chapter 4, verse 1. Okay. Hands, no, wives, submit to your husband as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not do not provoke your children unless they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of inheritance. For you serve the Lord Christ, but he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. Masters, give your bondservants what is just and fair, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Well, three questions. First, A, what is this? About. B, what's the? Best verse of advice. And C, what are we called to do? I'm just going to say it's going to be kind of hard to do B, right? Because each one of these are giving a different uh, command to someone else. Yeah. Um, When we were reading the one about verse 22, um... I remember when we were going, we were going through, um, what is it called when they found America? Like colonial. Few, yeah, the colonial period. Uh, there were a bunch of slaves during mm-hmm. that time, and most slave traders or masters of slaves would say they would go to this verse mm-hmm. and say, "See, you should do this." But the thing is, they don't read the next That's verses. Right. They they. Just kind of look at the best one for their slaves, not for them. Yeah, that's right. You know, there's it's often easy f- to tell someone else what they ought to be doing. Mm-hmm. But you're right, the slave owners uh, would not be very happy if the uh, masters were implored, give your bond servants what is just and fair. Uh, was it just and fair to enslave a person for their entire lives and not give them their wages for their work? Nope. Was it just and fair for them to be kidnapped and stolen from their lands? Nope. Even if they were kidnapped and stolen by other people? 
No. But, right? None of this was yeah. just and fair. So you're, you're right to call out the hypocrisy of it. Uh, actually, there's a, a great book sometime uh, I'll have you read for history, probably when you're in high school. It's written by a name, man named uh, Albert Rabateo. It's called Slave Religion in the Antebellum South. Wonderful book that actually talks about how slave owners didn't want their slaves to be preached the whole counsel of God, but only wanted passages like 22 through 25 to be read. Uh, so you're right in, in being able to sniff that out pretty fast. Let's go from top to bottom, though. Uh, so verse 18, who's he talking about in verse 18? Wives, right? Uh, so he's talking about the women in the church, those who are married. And what is the command from Jesus for the ladies in the church? Submit to your husbands. Yeah. Uh, so should they submit to every single man in the church? No. Submit to your husbands. Yeah. Notice it doesn't say just husbands. Submit to your... Uh, what does the full verse say? fitting in the water. Nope. Submit to your... There's a very small but important your word. Oh. Husband. own husbands right can does daddy have the authority to go into another uh man's household and t- start bossing around his wife no no wives are to submit to their oh. own husband and so uh that idea submit i don't think is is the idea for uh necessarily like obey yeah. uh, that's what children are told to do uh, but to submit why would they submit? What is the motivation behind that? The second part of that verse, what is the motivation be- behind Christian wives submitting to their husbands? Um, husbands love your wives. Well, well, yes, husbands need to love their wives. But let's stay at verse 18 here. What is the motivation at the end of verse 18? As is fitting in the Lord. As is fitting in the Lord. Did Jesus find it? Uh, degrading to submit? Yeah. No. no. No, right? He submitted to his father's will. Right? He he submitted. He humbled himself. And so I think submitting in what's right in the eyes of the Lord, submitting because this is the pattern of the Lord, does this make women somehow of less value? No. No? Do we treat mom like she's lesser than us? In, no. Well, lesser than me in the house? No. Nope. Absolutely not. Right? She's She's a prized woman. Right. And so uh, we need to make sure that we, uh, sorry, I got a little bit of runny nose there. We need to make sure that we uh, don't confuse this, that somehow her value is less because her role is different. Uh, isn't this one thing that daddy has to work with you on time and time again? Bubba, you need to what? Obey mama. Obey and honor your mama, right? You know, she's of high value. Uh, verse 19, God turns from wives and now who does he talk to? Right. So, so there's kind of two different parts here, right? The first command is to what? Um, love your wives. To love your wives. You know, the Bible is not the only place in the Greco-Roman world where they would have lists of, you know, teachers telling their followers, "Here's how you should run your home." But you know what? In the in all those lists, you know what they never say. There's not a single list of that time that tells husbands to love their wives. That I don't know how your household works, but that's going to be pretty messed up. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. And, uh, but in the Greco-Roman world, it wasn't based on love. 
It was based on a contractual agreement. We're going to do these things. We're going to have children to procreate, to continue on the family legacy, stuff like that. But here, uh, God is specifically commanding husbands to love their wives. And your the translation we have, the New King James here, it says, and do not be bitter towards them. Did you know that sometimes it's easy for husbands to get bitter towards their wives? Yep. Yeah, right. Oh, she's not doing what I want. She's not uh, giving me the things that I want. She's not doing things the way that I want them to be. She doesn't look like uh, this person or she annoys me with these things. There's a whole lot of stuff that husbands I've seen get really bitter at their wives about. And so do you know what happens when that when they do that? Yeah. They get harsh with their wives. They start demanding from their wives. You must do this. You must do that. And they almost become like little tyrants in their home. And God says, Nope. No, uh, that's not how the Christian household runs. Well, he turns from husbands and wives, mommy, and now he turns to from mommies and daddies to who in verse 20? Children. Children. Obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. All right, obey <laughs> your parents in all things. Easy said? No. Well, it's very easy said. It's hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Is it easy to bend your will and obey someone else? No. <laughs> right. We we have this trouble at the house with all the children sometimes, don't we? But is it, why would you do this? Why would you obey in all things? What's the motivation for you? Because it's pleasing to the Lord. Because it's pleasing to the Lord. That's right. I think there's another motivation. Nope. That's it. Well, you're thinking in Ephesians, yeah. right? For this is the first commandment. Also with a promise. With a promise, right? But this one, it doesn't have that. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. In Ephesians, it says there's a promise with it, too. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and then daddies, right? In verse 21, what are daddies told? Do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Yeah. Could it be easy for daddy to be over strict with you? Mm-hmm. To kind of push you and annoy you and, and, uh, kind of be too harsh with you yeah yeah and then what could that happen with you if i if i demand absolute perfection from you what could happen in, in a child's heart they could get discouraged what would it look like to get discouraged um to get like like get discouraged can't be happy because if i get happy i'm gonna play with a toy and then i'm gonna Leave it out or make it come on the floor and yeah. do something so I can't be happy. Yeah, so there's all sorts of ways that daddies can provoke their children right, to discourage them. One of them is perfectionism or impatience. I could actually see that going to moms too. Mm, you think this could apply to mommies too? That's possible. Well, let's talk about slaves, right? Uh, do you think it's weird that the Bible talks about slaves? Nope, because it's... That period, slaves were not like a, wow, you're really bad. Slaves are normal things. Yeah, right. Every If you saw three people, right, any three Roman people, most likely yes. at this time, two, two out of three of those were slaves. Right, so he's talking to the real life situation in the church. Right? So well, he tells slaves a few things, right? Uh, what does he tell them? Um... Bonsoms, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh. All right, so they're to obey in all things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so 
just like children. They're commanded to obey in all things. And who's their, who are they to obey? Their master. Their flesh their master. Their masters according to the flesh. Who's the master not according to the flesh? God, right? According to the spirit. So even the slave, the slave's master, does he have a master? Yep. That's right. That's right. Uh, do not, and not with what? Um. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. Yeah, right. So, so do it because you actually fear God. Not just because you want to do it when your boss is looking. Yeah. He says, actually, actually work hard, you know, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to who? As to, um, as to the Lord. As to the Lord and not to men. To men. Right. It's as to the Lord. Right. Their work is to be to the Lord, not, not as to men. Right. So they're working and they're working hard, but they know that they have a master in heaven. So they're working as for him. And then it's this, I love verse 24. It gives so much hope in verse 24. It gives a reason for why they would work hard. What does it say in verse 24? Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord, in Lord Christ. <laughs> right, so they have a different master. They have a different Lord. The Lord is Jesus Christ. And will Jesus give them a just and fair reward? Yep. Yeah. I remember reading a, when mom was actually reading a book to us, that when they, most slaves would use that, but they actually used plus one, a four, for mm-hmm. the slave. And he wasn't a slave, they just bought him so that they could raise him. Mm. So they raised him. And they let him have his freedom whenever he wanted it. Like, well, after he learned the trade. But after that, he could have his freedom whenever he wanted. Oh, really? Yes. And then... I wonder what book that was she was reading. Amos Fortune. Oh, Amos Fortune. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't read that book. I know Mommy's been reading it to you guys. Oh, well, finished. Oh, you guys are done? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Look it's at actually that. based on a true story. It is. Mm-hmm. Well, that would be a very different type of thing, right? I still think that type of slavery um, is immoral because of how the slaves came to the United mm-hmm. States. Well, they didn't, they didn't like slavery. I understand they didn't like slavery. What I'm saying is, uh, right, even that could be what's called paternalistic, right? Um, but even this idea that uh, we could buy a slave, uh, especially when it comes from what's called man-stealing, so the Old Testament calls it kidnapping. Yeah. Uh, that's punishable by death in the Old Testament. Yeah. So it's uh, no bueno, right? But but these slaves who even in the in the U.S. who found themselves having their wages stolen and having not being treated justly, uh, they could still know that the work that they were doing, even though they might have a cruel master in this life, they were storing up treasures in heaven. Because those slaves who believed God's word and did it were acting as better Christians than their masters. Yeah, uh, but he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. Right? God's going to judge both slave master and slave. 
So, well, let's go ahead and just let's talk about some things that we ought to do as we finish this up. Let's wrap this up real quick. Um, you go home and mommy says, oh, I know that you read about the household code, how Christians are to behave in the family. So, Nathan, how does that apply to your life? Okay, so give me a specific example of how that would work in your life. Not the chores, you score. <laughs> All right. So do, so do the chores that mom has for you. Get your work done. Obey her. Uh, what about for daddy? What would this look like for daddy? What what couple things are is daddy commanded? Uh, submit yourself. No, not submit, but love mommy, mm-hmm. and not be super duper duper strict with her. Mm, okay. Be uh, so. So, can I still be a little strict with you guys? A little, but you can't be super strict. <laughs> I shouldn't provoke you guys to to wrath or or discouragement. You know, uh, so love mommy. I like that one, and uh, try not to provoke you all. Uh, and then it's probably not a good idea to go home and start telling mommy what she ought to do, <laughs> uh, because it could be dishonoring to her in the in your tone. But how would God command mommies? What should, what ought they to do? What is God calling them in their lives? Um, to submit themselves to you. Well, <laughs> to submit well, themselves well, to their own husband, husband right? Not to, mom, not to, mom. Yeah, mom ought to submit to daddy, right? Because uh, this is fitting in the Lord, right? It's uh, it's the way that God has designed the household. Uh, and then lastly, if you have a job, you're not quite a slave, but if yeah. uh, but if you're under a contractual agreement, uh, what what ought you to do? You ought to do the work well. Yeah, do even the work if, well. Even if they're cheating you or something. If they're cheating you, you should probably get another job. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then if you're a boss, if you're, uh, again, not quite a master, but this is somewhat analogous, uh, if you're a boss today, how ought you to treat the people who are under you? Um, you should treat them equal to you. Yeah, treat them justly and fairly, right? Pay them their wages. Yep. Right? I remember when we were listening to the book, How to Influence Friends, and no, how to have friends that influence people. Oh, when I was listening to Dale Carnegie with you guys. <laughs> yeah, there's some good things about that book and some things I don't like. But. Yeah, but... He was saying one of the things was when you're a boss, some most bosses will try to like say like they're super big up top, but mm-hmm. if you're oh you're equal to me, I'm just wanting something bigger than you. Mm-hmm. It 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 doesn't really matter, but if you act big, you're not gonna have any friends. Yeah. Do you remember how we talked about what Christ-like leadership looks like? Mm-hmm. How do you lead like Jesus? Um, do you lead by power? Nope. What is what is the way of leadership? With uh, what? Not suffering. Not suffering with love, oh. service, and humility. Mm-hmm. Right. Jesus leads us as the husband of his church, as the master of his kingdom, with love, service, yeah. and humility. But yet he is also sovereign. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah, let's go ahead and pray, okay? Father, we thank you so much for this day. Thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you for uh, the way in which you have ordered your household, your church, Lord. We pray that you would please reform families, redeem, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, may the Lord bless you today. May you walk in the calling that God has given you. May you go with the Holy Spirit, doing all your work, knowing that is of eternal value. And we'll see you next time. You want to say bye? Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's message from God's Word for You, a ministry of Sharon R.P. Church in rural southeast Iowa. We pray that the message would be used by God to transform your faith in your life this week. If you'd like to get more information about us, feel free to go to the website, SharonRPC.org. We'd love to invite you to worship with us. Our worship time is 10 a.m. every Sunday at 25204 160th Avenue, Morning Sun, Iowa, 52640. May God richly bless you this week.